like you to meet Ryan Toth, and uh, it's good, to, great to have you all part of the church and uh, in our ministries. You've seen Ryan on the platform uh, in some of our programs. Ryan, would you please share uh, with uh, this group that's come together how you have come to know Christ as Savior? I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior last year attending Camp Patmos. The, the message that was shared and the songs that we sung helped me realize that I truly kn- knew in my heart that Jesus died for my sins and that we are not perfect, but he is. I want to spend eternal life in heaven and can be and can because God sent his son to die for us. I was excited to come home and share this with my mom and my dad and know and now I get to share it with everyone. My prayer is that everyone could be saved. I am thankful that God hears my prayers. I am ugh. I'm also most thankful for my salvation for for my salvation in all of godly people in my life, including my parents, pastors, church leaders, and opportunities like Camp Patmos. Ryan, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Yes. Do you believe that he was buried and that he rose again from the dead? Yes. Do you believe that he is in heaven and that one day he will come and take you to be with himself? Yes. Ryan, as you are baptized, do you declare yourself to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. And Ryan, upon your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. to meet Bradley Toth. And Bradley, would you share with uh, this group how you came to know Christ as your Savior? I trusted Jesus as my Savior when I was very young at our last vacation Bible school. At that time, I knew that Jesus died for me, but did not really understand why. Over the past few years, I've come to understand that God sent Jesus to die for our sins, and by believing this, I will have eternal life. I am thankful for my mom, my church leaders, and Olympians for helping me grow in biblical understanding. I prayed the prayer again, asking Jesus into my heart at March Hoopla with Mr. Steele. I now know for certain that I am a child of God and that Jesus loves me more than anyone. I am so happy he is my Savior that I want everyone to know. Ryan, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for you? Bradley, Bradley, I'm sorry. We'll get this straight. (laughs) Rewind the tape on that. (laughs) Bradley. Bradley, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Yes. Do you believe that he was buried and that he rose again from the dead? Yes. Do you believe that he is in heaven, that one day he will come and take you to be with himself? Yes. As you are baptized, do you declare yourself to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Bradley, upon your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Good morning. I'd like to introduce Miss Olivia Puff to you.
she's going to give you a word about her own testimony. My name is Olivia Puff, and I was saved in first grade. It's a bit fuzzy, but I can still walk you through it. So I was in first grade in Mrs. Tipton's class while MBCS was still open. We just finished the co- in the corner where we talk about we talk and read the Bible about God and Jesus. This particular lesson was about Jesus dying on the cross, I think. So we just finished, and it was time for recess. I asked Mrs. Tipton if I could stay in and talk to her about what we talked about during the lesson. She said okay, and she sat me down. I asked her questions like how you know you're saved and how to get saved. She answered them, and she prayed with me, and I got saved. I believed I was a sinner, and I'm still a sinner now. I asked God for forgiveness and believed Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins, and I asked him to save me. At the end of our little talk, she gave me a little booklet and a bracelet. In the booklet, there were colors. The colors are green, white, red, black, and gold. At the bottom, there was a little section that says God's plan of salvation. There were five colors, gold, black, red, white, and green. In the gold, it said his love. In the black, it said your faith. No, in the black, it said... In the in the gold, it says his love. In the black, it says your sin. In the red, it said his blood. In the white, it said your faith. And in the green, it said new life. I know this because I still have a little booklet. When I got home from school that day, I told my mom and dad everything. And my favorite Bible verse is John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that he gave his only forgotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that is how I got saved. All right, Olivia. Do you believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Do you believe uh, that he rose again the third day and he's in heaven today? Yes. Do you believe uh, that uh, he will come one day, take you to be with himself? Yes. Olivia, in being baptized, are you declaring uh, that you are a follower of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Yes. Based on your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. like you to meet Jim and Verna Lewis. It's been a delight to get to know them as they have come uh, to worship with us in this past year, and uh, they're going to come and share their testimonies. I'm going to start with Jim. My mother was Catholic. My father was Protestant. When I was five years old, my mother enrolled me in a local Protestant church Sunday in Bible school. I attended that church Till my mother became ill. I was around 14 years old. She suffered with cancer about a year and passed away when I was almost 16. It was a very heartbreaking and ter- terrifying time for me and my younger siblings. I lost my faith in God and everything that meant anything to me. My life was depressing. I sinned, I was wild, I was reckless. I was a very angry young man. I met my first steady girlfriend in the winter of that same year mother passed. She was a Christian and had faith in God. I attended church with her and her family. I was learning the Bible and my life was changing for the better. She became my wife a few years later. 
when we had children, we joined the church in our town and raised our children in a Methodist Bible-based church. I was baptized by sprinkling. We were struggling with the division of our church and many changes in the teachings. We started seeking a church similar to the one that my wife was raised in, a church of the gospel and preaching of the word of the Lord. We, be, we came to the NBC and met a wonderful, friendly congregation that had a vital passion for our Lord through service and worship. It is amazing, loving church atmosphere. I had always thought that I was going to heaven because I was a good person and did good things and good deeds. This was soon explained to me by Pastor Ashley. Jesus looked on good deeds as filthy, dirty rags. In the presence of my wife, Pastor Mark, and the Holy God, I asked Jesus Christ, my Savior, to forgive my sins, save me, and come into my heart and life. I am now a new Christian, and I am learning the meaning of the teachings of the Bible, the church, and what the meaning of salvation is. I see things a lot differently, and I'm very happy with the changes that God has made in my life. With Jesus Christ, my personal Savior, and all of you, my church family, I will understand and grow stronger each day in my faith. Amen. I was raised in a religious environment. We were taught the stories of Jesus and the Bible and the gospel. At home and in church, we attended everything and anything that there was church, whether it was Bible study, camp meetings, revivals, etc. Everything that had anything to do with the Christian upbringing. My life changed when my father was in a serious coal mine accident. He was buried in slate. He was in critical condition for quite a while. His body was badly damaged and broken. He suffered four plus years until he passed away. I rebelled and questioned God. My religion became shallow. I sinned and went against my teachings and my beliefs. My life was in turmoil for quite a while and was on the downhill spiral. God worked through one of my favorite Sunday school teachers and with her help, prayers, patience, and guidance and her beliefs in God, I realized that I had separated myself from God I learned that Jesus was just a prayer away, and I had to learn to trust him. Jesus was with me through all of these troubling times and still is. I understand through prayer and faith that Christ loved me, and I was overwhelmed with his goodness and mercy, and that I also knew that Jesus paid the penalty for my sins, which I could never repay. In the presence of the Holy God, I repented my sins to Jesus Christ and asked him to come into my heart and my life and save me. I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died on the cross and was saved for our sins. He was crucified, dead, and buried, and ascended into heaven. The love of my families and my, fam my church family and all the blessings through the love of Jesus Christ, my Savior, is endless. He loves me unconditionally, and I love him more than anything on this earth. I am saved and sanctified. One of my favorite 
Bible verses in growing up as I taught my children and my grandchildren. And I still say it, and I hear it almost every Sunday in this church, is John 3.16, if you'll say it with me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Jim, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Yes. Do you believe that he was buried and that he rose again the third day? Yes. Do you believe that he is in heaven and that one day he will come and take you to be with himself? Yes. Jim, as you are baptized, do you declare that you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes. Then, Jim, upon your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. clearly gave her confession of faith, but I'm going to ask her once again uh, anyway. Verna, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? I do. Do you believe that he was buried and that he rose again from the dead? I do. Do you believe that he is in heaven and that one day he will come and take you to be with himself? Yes, I do. Verna, as you are baptized, do you declare yourself to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? I am. Then, Verna, upon your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Like you to meet, if you don't already know her, Vanessa Cook. Vanessa, would you share with us how you came to faith in Christ? As a child, I grew up in a traditional Protestant churches. My parents modeled important attributes of being a Christian and tried their best to foster theirs, these in me. I learned what it meant to be a humble and kind by serving meals at homeless shelters, going on mission trips, and in those teachable moments to put myself in the other person's shoes. I learned how to be a servant. It's amazing as I write this to see how God has perfectly orchestrated my life and wrote this, short, wrote this story to show his glory and faithfulness. Despite my humble upbringing, there was a major piece missing, surrendering my life to Jesus and having faith in him. I'm pretty sure I said something about it at my confirmation, but it did not impact me in the way it was intended. When I was in college... I just got out of an emotionally abusive relationship. I felt so alone. I happened to be in a class with a girl from high school, and she got me plugged into Chi Alpha Christian Fellowship. We were on a Chi Alpha retreat over New Year's where the Holy Spirit came over my whole body, and I asked Jesus to live in my heart. This new relationship was bittersweet. I felt so loved, but at the same time, I felt as though I didn't deserve his love and grace. 
At this point, my parents had stopped attending church, and I was a new Christian. Looking back, I see my faith as a yo-yo. I was up, I was down, and I didn't have the right supports in place. A few years later, my world was going to turn upside down. (laughs) And I had no idea how hard it was going to be to truly rely on Jesus to get me through it. In 2002, I had a simple type of ovarian cancer. All they had to do was just remove the ovary. It was monitored each year, but in 2007, the cancer came back on the other side. I woke up after surgery a completely different person. I was angry, bitter, anxious, and depressed. I put all of my energy into anything I could control and stopped doing anything that made me feel vulnerable, like going to church. In 2011, I met the amazing man that I was going to marry. He has been my physical rock through our roller coaster ride of infertility, going to therapy appointments with me, holding me when I couldn't verbally express how angry I was, praying for me, help pick our egg donor, and be there for me emotionally. and physically for three embryo transfers and also when two of them failed. In 2016, God blessed us with our beautiful son. All the pain, heartache, and tears were worth the wait. I saw God's faithfulness in giving me one of my strongest desires to be a mother, and in return, I desire to know him more. I look at this little boy, and I want him to know Jesus so much earlier than I did, and it's my job to teach him what I know. After my second surgery in 2007, I knew that adoption could be in my future in order to have a family. Over the past few years, God has been bringing down all of my walls and called us to foster care. Foster care has its ups and downs like infertility, but with this journey, I feel a sense of peace, putting my faith in Jesus and not in myself to love on the children of God. Vanessa, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Do you believe that he was buried and that he rose again from the dead? Yes. Do you believe that he is in heaven, that one day he will come and take you to be with himself? As you are baptized, do you declare yourself to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Then, Vanessa, upon your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And we respond to that by saying, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for his work uh, in in our lives. Every single one of us has a story. I I hope that a part of your story is the day that you came to know Christ as your Savior. Um, We all get to the cross differently, but that's where we all end up. At some point or other, if we're going to know Christ... We're going to know salvation. That's where we all end up. Through what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has done for us. Continue to pray for each of of these who has testified of their faith this morning as they continue on in their walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And uh, we praise the Lord for his goodness in their lives. Well, we have the privilege and joy of hearing more testimonies this morning. And so we're going to start with Joe Cook, who will give his testimony live. And then we have video testimonies by Michael Osborne and Marley Osborne. And then we'll follow that by Mike Phillips and Becky Phillips to give their testimonies as well. So Joe, come at this time. Good morning. I did not grow up in a typical Christian household, um, but there is one theme that is throughout my life is that God has always been with me, and it's relevant to see as you get to the end of my story. I grew up in a very broken household from the outside, typical middle-class family, Um, but typically what you don't see is the inside of what you can see. I grew up in a Catholic household, um, so the extent of me knowing Jesus was going to church every week, but that's where it stopped. Uh, my family, my parents were too young, barely kids out of being teenagers, um, really didn't know how to be parents. They struggled. S- multiple times they cheated on each other, multiple times they took their anger out on us violently. They did the best they could. But as I grew older, we moved around, there wasn't a lot of stability in life. So I grew through high school into a very serious depression. That depression lasted for many years. I started college and um, joined a fraternity. In that fraternity, I met a Christian brother who would soon become a significant person in my life, but that wouldn't be till many years later. During college, I kind of ran. Occasionally, I would try to go back to church. Occasionally, I would try to Um, but I just wanted to fit in. After college, I still had my depression. In fact, it was getting worse. I moved. Um, Several times, I I even thought about taking my own life. In 2003, um, I met up with my friend from college um, who actually found Christ in college and started attending what they call an H2O group. It's just a church that, or church, college church group that meets um, at various places. I started attending his Bible study. About four months later, I broke down bawling. I knew God had been in my life because I kept thinking there's, there's this hole, there's this emptiness. But nothing came of it until 2003 when I broke down crying in the, church, in the basement of somebody's home after hearing God and just hearing a testimony. And I said, God, come, come be in my life. And that's when I accepted Jesus Christ into my life and began a relationship with him. But that's not where the story ends. Almost 20 years later, God started peeling and preparing me for things that would come in my life that would heal me. He now had an open, open doorway to my heart and to begin a path of healing and salvation so that I could become the man that he eventually wants me to be. I uh, moved back up. Four years later, I uh, was still moving around for various jobs. Um, right out of college, um, still drifting, even though I accepted Christ. But in 2007, I moved home. That's when I found a a, a great church, a support group, and a great group of Christian friends. Ever since then, he had been preparing me to meet my wonderful wife, Vanessa, 
and preparing for us for each other. <laughs> Looking back, uh, it's been a great ride, um, a lot of ups and downs, but God has always been there, whether I knew it or not, or even realized it. He answered prayers in different ways that I could not even imagine. And for that, I am truly grateful to him and for all the things that he is doing in my life and will continue to do. Um, so if you're out there, just understand God's always going to be with you, whether you want him there or not. And that is my testimony. So I appreciate it. And thank you very much. My name is Michael Osborne. Um, I grew up in a church that my dad eventually became pastor of. Uh, I can remember there was a bookstore and it had a lending section of videos. Uh, I was a fan of a particular series called Gospel Bill, which was like a Bible-based Western town kind of show. Um, can remember when I was five one day, I was watching one of the videos at the end of each episode. They had a little gospel call and prayer of salvation at the end. Uh, one of the times I was watching it, I understood the message. I understood how much God loved me. I understood what Jesus did for me. Uh, and I realized that I needed to accept salvation. Um, so I prayed along with the prayer at the end of the episode. Uh, that's when I came to Christ. Uh, baptized a few years later at a church uh, picnic that they had over the summer. They did the annual baptisms out there. Uh, since then, been following Christ, been a part of the same church until came here. Uh, my parents have set an excellent example for kind of life that we should be living. I've been trying to follow their example. Um, my name is Marley Osborne. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, we were heavily involved in our church at the time. Um, during a children's sermon, when I was about six, maybe seven years old, um, our pastor was talking about um, being called as children of God. And at the time, I wanted to know what that meant. I wanted to be a child of God. So I asked my parents about it, and they explained some things to me. And then um, we sat down with our pastor and he explained some things to me, and I remember uh, praying with the pastor about accepting Jesus. And um, <clears throat> uh, asking him to uh, forgive me of my sins, and um, yeah, just from then on, I tried to follow um, him. <clears throat> uh, when I was about 13 at a youth conference, I like, rededicated my life to um, following him, to more like to putting him first. Because when you're a child, um, you think as a child, you reason as a child, 
life is very simple at that time. So I realized at a youth conference that I really needed to work on putting him first and um, like letting him have control of my life and following him. Um, but yeah, he's been, he's always been there. He's been my rock. Um, my parents went through a divorce in 2007, um, which was, was very hard for our family. Uh, he's been, without him, I don't, I don't think I would have survived it. He's always been my rock. I mean, even looking back now, I see how, how he was there certain things that he did that he helped me through a lot because I even even being saved I am I'm still very weak human but he is he's always there he's always been my, my I just tell everybody he's 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 my rock I rely completely on him and everything um, and shortly after the divorce our church ended up closing I've been with the church for over 20 years. So that was another kind of blow. Um, but again, and I, and I know I asked him many times why. I don't, I'm, I know I never was angry with him, but I was always very, I always struggled with it. Like, why is this happening? And um, like, what is your plan? You know, but I've, I've come to rely that, that he is good. And he is faithful. And if I just let him lead, like he has plans for me. And they are good plans. Testimony. Uh, when I was a child, we didn't go to church until I was about 11. The only time we'd go was when we visited family. And it seemed like everybody else in the family went to church but us. About 11, 11 years old, by. My dad got saved. Uh, he uh, started taking us to church. And there's a, there's a lot I didn't understand. It was a real change in the way we lived. But anyway, as time went on, I, I, we had a, I had a wonderful Sunday school teacher taught me things like Fanny Crosby and some really deep things in the Bible. But I was an 11-year-old kid, and I wasn't process and too well. Anyway, as the years went by, you know, uh, they would, it was a very evangelistic church. They'd always have the altar calls just about every, every night. E evening services when we had most of those. And they'd have people come down the altar and endless verses of just as I am. And I'd be that kid on the back pew with the his fingers clutched around the pew and it just just resisted so bad. Uh, now I I understand the, understood the teaching and the preaching that that God uh, loves us and Jesus died for our sins, but God was holy. The holiness was something that really came out to me. It really struck me, and I felt like I was a sinner, and I was, but. It was just so hard for me to understand how how could I go forward and God accept me, a sinner? I, I really felt that I was a sinner, and I just resisted till I was thirteen years old. Then, 
for some reason, just, just I had one of those experiences that I've had many times since. Uh, a woman came forward to, to me, and most of the people were up front trying to get people to come forward. And she said, Mike, uh, do you want to go forward? She, that's all she said. But, but to me, it didn't really feel like a person inviting me to forward. It felt like God speaking through that person. So I went forward. And I repented. I understood the salvation thing that you go through. You know, uh, you're a sinner. You need a savior. Uh, Jesus died as a propitiation. I didn't understand propitiation. But he, he died as a substitute for my sin. And it changed my life. That, that was the moment when, when I got saved. I had power over sin that I'd never had before. I, I didn't become perfect. I was still a 13-year-old boy. So as, as the years went by from, from that time, God has always been steadfast. He's always been faithful. I haven't. And he's always brought me back. He's always been over me, around me, and in me. And, and I've felt that. And, and my wife and I are here because we believe this church is part of our journey. We see the growth here. There's, there's one word that we came, came upon in our uh, literature for the members class, which I thought was excellent. A word, primacy. The, the Christian life is, is the primacy of our lives. This is, this is everything. All the other stuff is extra. There are some Christians that believe that you could add Jesus to your life and make him a part, and then everything else is, you know, under your control. God is in control of our lives, and we thank him for it. He's been so great, graceful to us. Hi, I'm Becky. I'm good one-on-one, but a bunch of people I'm not very good. But... I really thank the Lord for everything he's done for me. When I was little, my dad was an alcoholic, and um, he loved to gamble. We lost everything we had. You talk about being out in the streets. I was out in the streets. And my grandfather felt so bad for us, he put us in a shack in the back of this property. We lived there for quite a while. There was no running water, no bath, of course, and uh, we had a potbelly stove. We all slept in one little room. But you know what? I knew God was there, but I didn't understand why he put me through this. And um, later on, my dad accepted the Lord. And when my dad did, it was like my mother had divorced my father and went out and got another man and married him. He just did 360. And my dad started going to church, and we started going. I still didn't understand because things around the house were not like everybody else's. It was abuse. And... Um, for a long time, I just don't understand God, why God let me do, go through that. And um, I'll tell you what, after I met Michael, <laughs> it was the Lord's will that I met Mike. I come to know the Lord about five years, no, about ten years after we got married. I asked Michael one day in the bedroom, because the Lord had been talking to me more and more. I said, Michael, will you lead me to Christ? And I had to do a lot, I've had to do a lot of growing and a lot of it, Lord, and God's answer a lot of my whys, but I'm still growing. And I'm still wanting to, I still have the Lord, and I want to grow in him and in here.
Amen uh, to those testimonies of God's saving grace. Now, you've, heard us, uh, you've heard terms like, I got saved. Uh, you've heard terms like, I prayed and asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart, to come into my life. What, what those terms are talking about is what Jesus said in John 3. These are the words of Jesus. Unless man is born again, cannot see the kingdom of God. Uh, born again, that's what we're talking about. We are, none of us are born saved. Let me just put it that way. Not a one of us born saved. We're born really lost. <laughs> and there comes that day when, when God meets us through his word, through the gospel, through the convicting power of his spirit, and allows us to behold the beauty of our crucified, risen Savior, Jesus Christ. And when you see him in his beauty, he is irresistible. He's irresistible. When you see such grace, when you see such, such love, and uh, our eyes are open, and uh, we trust Christ as Savior. I hope that's happened in your life. Religion doesn't save you. Church doesn't save you. Northfield Baptist Church has saved nobody, spiritually. It's the work of the Spirit of God through the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he allows us to be messengers of that good news. If you're here this morning and you've never come to know Christ as your Savior, as you've heard these testimonies, my prayer is that God has taken and impressing that upon your heart. That you need what they've all talked about. You need what they've all talked about. Every single one of us needs what they've talked about. And praise God, it's come the day I know in my life that I saw that and I trusted Christ to be my Savior. And many here have done the same, but you may be here and you never have. You need Christ. And when we talk about needing Christ, what you've heard this morning is what we're talking about. If we can be of help to you, if we can answer questions, if we can pray with you, we would count it a privilege to sit down and talk with you and open the word of God and show you from, uh, from the scriptures what it means to know Christ as Savior. Uh, so don't leave without having those, answers question, uh, those questions answered, without having those things settled in your life. It would be a tragedy. It would just add to the celebration of this day if you yourself would come to know Christ. We are celebrating also at this time uh, the end of school and especially the end of high school. We had some, we've had high school graduates who walked across the platform, will walk across the platform and receive their diplomas. And so we like to celebrate with them uh, this uh, benchmark in their life. I'm going to ask our graduating high school seniors if they'd make their way to the platform. And Shannon, if you'd come and aid, there's any of you other leaders that are going to be a part of that, whatever you want. If you'd make your way to the platform, uh, we like to recognize them, have you recognize them, and uh, just hear what the Lord is doing, and uh, we have a gift for them. So they're going to come. They've been instructed. They are going to uh, give their name, where they graduated from, and uh, what, what their next step is. We do not ask them to lay out for you the whole plan for the rest of their life. So don't ask them if they figured that out. It's not even a fair question. We just are wondering, do you know the next step? And so what's the next step in your, la- in your life? So we can, uh, we'll start down this time. Did you already have an order? Or if you had an order, just go for it. Otherwise. Um, hi, my name is Jenna Ashley. Um, I graduated from Nordoni High School on May 23rd. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm planning to attend Cedarville University in the fall and study communications. Hi, I'm Hannah Bayless. Um, I graduated from Nordonia High School as well, and I'm going to be attending Kent State University in the fall uh, for nursing. 
Hi, I'm Gabe Porcival. Uh I graduated from Hope Advantage and I also attended CVCC, uh, Cuyahoga Valley Career Center and took power equipment there for two years. Uh, and I'm planning to go to CSU for mechanical engineering in the fall. Hi, I'm Jared. I graduated from Nordonia and CVCC and I wanna go to a trade school and seek further ed education. Hello, my name is Alex. Uh, I graduated from Nardonia High School and Cuyahoga Valley Career Center. I plan to go to uh, Cedarville University in pharmacy. So you wanna pray for each one of them as they, uh, as they take the next step in their life and uh, grateful for the opportunity we've had and hopefully we'll continue to have uh, in their lives. Um, we have, however you wanna do this, we have a, a gift and I think there's names on these, because, so, there we go. Um, I don't want to do this, I guess you want to present. Um, let me just say what, what we give our high school graduates. Uh, we give them a copy of God's Word. Um, and you might think, well, you know, that's, that's an awful common gift. Well, here in America it is. Some places our brothers and sisters don't have that. We give them a copy of God's Word, and I'd say this to you young people, the reason we do this not because you don't have Bibles, but we do it as a church to remind you that, that God's Word will answer the most important questions that you ha will have in life. It will give you the foundations that you need for all of your life, no matter your career, no matter what direction you're going in, in your career. God's Word will give you what you need, the wisdom you need. It answers who you are and, and, uh, and why you're here, what God wants of you. Our world's a messed up place. What does it really take to fix the world? God's word tells us. Where's this all going? God's word tells us. And uh, our encouragement and exhortation would be to let the word of God be a lamp to your feet and light to your path. Uh, follow the wisdom of God's word. Get in God's word. Let it get in you. Because God will be faithful to his word uh, because it is true. So on behalf of the church, we, uh, we are presenting this copy of God's word to you. All right, let's congratulate them. And let's just pray God's blessing on them. Father, for each of these high school graduates, we're grateful for them, grateful for their families. Lord, and the good things that you have done uh, in their lives through, through collective effort of home and church, Lord, we're, we're so thankful. And you will be faithful to direct them, Lord. Our prayer for our young people is that they will love you, that they will know you, that they will honor you above all, that they will follow you, Lord, to what, whatever career pathway you may have for them, Lord, that they will follow you, they will serve you, they will make you known in that place that you put them. Guard them, protect their minds, protect their hearts, and use them, Lord God, we pray, to impact their generation for all eternity. This we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.